We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, Falcon fans, we know you love football, and I'm sure you love college football. And each week, Anthony Goldman and I, as well as friends and guests, get together and talk college football on the College Football Debrief. That's right, John, and of course, you'll get game recaps, game breakdowns, inside analysis on coaching. But the most fun part about this, it's two guys talking college football that love college football and are passionate about the game. You can catch our podcast on iTunes, Spreaker, SoundCloud, whatever your podcatcher is. And rumor has it, Anthony and I will have a tailgating segment. Fry up the steaks, Anthony. Can't wait, John. Got the smoker going. It's College Football Debrief. Everything you want to know about college football and more. On your phone, laptop, mobile device, any streaming service you desire, John, we are there. It's the College Football Debrief. Q, you I'm here. I'm here. I'm working on for my son on homework. Oh, okay. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> What's wrong? Nothing. Chelsea went to Miami on Saturday. Oh. She just actually walked in the door about two seconds before you called. Right. And then she's like, "He has digital homework assignments to be done." So we had done a bunch of them, and I thought it was done. But then she was like, "No, he hasn't done this and this." And I'm like, "Man, come on, dude! Like, I can't." <laughs> You can't be, you know, babysitting you with your schoolwork. Like, you got to know your homework assignments. So I was at the point where I was about to, about to take the belt and whoop his ass, but I said, you know what? I'm going to chill. <laughs> he ain't supposed to hit him with the belt. So I said, I'm going to chill. It don't matter. He's like how it was when we were young. Yeah, Have your parents well, help you with your homework and the shit be all wrong anyway? <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the What's Up Falcons podcast with Rock, Hoop, Q, Aries, Falcon, and keeping it sexy, LG. What's up, what's up, what's up, and welcome to the What's Up Falcons podcast. My name is Rock, your host, and I'm joined with my boy Q in the house. What's going on, Q? Another week, same story. Yep, same story, different week. And uh, we're also joined all the way from the West Coast, the notorious vid maker who's dodging wildfires, Mr. Aries Falcon. What's up, Aries? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, what's going on? Hey, this wildfires are north, no, way far from where I am. But I mean, I've heard about them, avoided them, and you know, they all got money, so they're going to worry about. <laughs> Did you let LeBron stay at your house? <laughs> yeah, right. I was saying at his six houses. 
I heard he was on. He had to, he had to vacate his house with his family. Man, they were trying to find a place to stay. No, man, he can go. He can go to another house. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So you you said that's north of where you are. Yeah, yeah that's that's more of the, of the high part of, of LA. I'm I'm more uh, towards the beach, though. I'm, I'm good. Okay. LeBron's family actually went to a hotel. He said he's staying in a hotel. He's not like that in California. He said, uh, you know, he only has, you know, he bought a house when he went to the Lakers, and I guess that's the only spot he has out there. So LeBron, he's at a hotel. When he said it took, took three tries to find a hotel that wasn't sold out. Because, you know, he's got, he's got to stay around the practice facility, so don't let him fool you. He's always had a house in L.A. I think it's that one in Brentwood, though, the one that he had to evacuate. Yeah, yeah, but, but you know, he's always he's always had a house in L.A. ever since he had the money to get one. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Well, uh, hopefully everything work out. It's a scary situation. I saw that on the news. And uh, speaking of scary situations, fellas, this is our, uh, I guess, since this is the last show before the bye week. And the end of the month, so you know what time it is. It's a Halloween spook spectacular episode. Ah! <laughs> Gives you chills, man, just thinking about it. You know, it's our annual thing. I think people like it. And uh, it's a scary time for everybody, so what a great time to have a scary show. Oh, yeah. I think I think the scariest thing out there is, a, is that the uh, the Falcons are one to seven. Nice scary. That is scary There's a lot of niggas out there that took the big that are fucked up right now. <laughs> they took the what? The big. Mm-hmm. You know the big, you know gambling, the big, the big, yeah. I know. Yeah, the big, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> a lot of dudes out there worried about their life right now. That's really dumb. I know. They're like, oh shit, they're coming to get me. I'm gonna pay this. But anyway, all right, fellas. Well, uh, before we get into all that craziness and that scariness, you know, we always tell a story or, or something. Y- y- y'all got something you can tell me that. Something scary that happened to you when you once in your life, maybe when you were a kid or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, really? Yeah. What's, what's, what's that? Tell me now. No, nothing at all. As a kid, nothing scared y'all. I saw a dude get shot playing basketball one time. That's about it. <laughs> no, I think that was in a movie. He co-signed on that one. <laughs> God rest his son. God rest his soul. So nobody had nothing scary or just a scare or heard or even a scary story when you were little about something that happened. Man, t- tell us your scary story, Rock, because obviously you got one. <laughs> <laughs> y'all all have one, man. I swear, man, y'all. Kill me. All right. <laughs> well, I'll tell you one that's still a legend back where I live in South Carolina. You ever heard a story called uh, uh, Crybaby Bridge? Ah! Well, come to find out, it's not just in my state. It's a few other states. I had to look it up on the internet. But uh, apparently, it's this bridge out in this rural part of where I live. And if you go to that bridge and try to cross it at night, 
the story goes that there was a lady who lost her baby. She was by the bridge and something happened and I think it was a car wreck or something. And uh, she lost her baby in the water underneath. And so she, I think she died looking for her baby. So ever since then. What was the, hang on a second. What was the dad? What was the dad? Was he not in the picture? I have no clue about the dad. That's <laughs> 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 it. a long time ago. But the story goes, if you go out there at night to that bridge, you have to stop and put your car in neutral. And she will appear and ask you, have you seen her baby? Or do you have her baby? And you can hear the baby kind of crying out there. And if you, if you tell, and you have to say, no, I don't have your baby, she'll let you buy but if you don't do that and just keep going, then I heard that uh, she might uh, kill you. And she's dressed well, in all white. Hey, Ron, that is scary. That's every black man's nightmare. <laughs> A woman looking for the baby daddy. That is scary. Dressed in white. Even in the they looking for the baby yeah, see, I told you that was scary. That yeah, was scary, man. But she'll, yeah, she'll keep looking for you. She'll find you, so. Hey, that's an all white man. That sounds like some life fish. Yeah. Out of Pappy. I'll be the baby Pappy. Out of Pappy. I know, man. So, that, I remember they used to tell us that when we were, I was young. I didn't believe it, but it scared the hell out of me. But then I had to look it up, and it's a real thing. But in different states, the story is different. But like somewhere I saw, I think in Ohio or somewhere up north, they said it was a spot where the Klan would drown little black babies. So I never heard that until I looked it up today. So, damn. That's scary, man. But hey, that's how they teach uh, abstinence in the black community. That's really dumb. Oh yeah, I said it, man. I said it. He said it. He said it. All right. That sounds like Danielle in the background. Yeah, yeah, they're in the background. All right. Does Danielle have any scary stories? I'm sure she does. But she almost thought she was pregnant with Harry's baby. That was scary, nigga. Harry's gonna shoot your ass. That was that was that was more funny. Harry's like that was about as funny as a bottle of milk. All right, fellas, you welcome to listen to the What's Up Falcons podcast Halloween special, spook spectacular. Uh, speaking of Aries, speaking of Aries and McDowell's, did you guys get a, check, a chance to check out uh, Eddie Murphy and Dolomite? Yes, I saw it. I saw it last night. It was pretty good. I thought it was. Funny. It was pretty good, man. It was pretty good. I gotta tell everybody if you know who Dolomite is, watch the Netflix show. Now I don't think it was as funny as everybody was making it out to be, but I thought it was good. Definitely worth watching. Did you see it, Aries? No. Should check it out. It's pretty funny. I don't think I don't know what you think. You think Eddie did a good Booty Ray Moore? 
Yeah, they're talking about even he might get nominated for an Oscar or something. So I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like, well, that's good talk to hear. Especially since Eddie hasn't done anything in a long time. What's the last thing Eddie did? Nutty Professor or Daddy Daycare or something? I don't even know what he did last. But whatever it was, it was lame. So right. it was good to see him around. Really good comedians. But the guy that really stole the show was uh, that taxi baiting uh, Wesley Snipes. That joke was funny in the movie. <laughs> Yeah. Now, was he playing like I know he played an actor, but was his act was his character gay? Or is this a real flamboyant? I think he was a flamboyant drug alcohol abusing director. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah, Wesley did a good job, man. I, I I will give him that. But they had a yeah, a lot of people in it. Snoop Dogg, Chris Rock, a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people. I was surprised. Mike Epps. It's, it's probably going to be a while before I get around to watching it. I'll probably watch it during, during the off-season. All right. But it's a good one. Check it out, man. It, it's pretty good. But uh, Watch right. it during the next Falcons game, Aries. You won't miss anything. <laughs> all right, fellas. Wow. We're going to get into it, then. Let's get into this real scary, real-life stuff. Uh, you know, we lost again, like you said earlier, to Seattle. Uh, 27 to 20, but it did look like we were coming back a little bit in halftime. But uh, that was short lived. And it uh, seems like the same things keep happening to us, man. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's not one thing, it's another. It's the refs. It's people that you thought you could rely on. It's all kind of things, man. It just keeps getting worse. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Well, y'all want to do a? Uh, just, I'm assuming y'all watched watched the game, right? I did. I did. I did. I, I, I watched. I watched some of it. All right. Well, y'all watching up to do a good, bad, and ugly. Yes, yeah. sir. All right. We'll do a good, a bad, and the ugly. The Atlanta Seahawks game. All right, we had a little good, bad, and ugly in this, so we can at least have some things. So, uh, Key, what was your good? My good was the offense in the second half. You know, backup quarterback. They put up more points than um, Matt Ryan's put up in a couple of games this season. So, you know, they did try to fight back and tried to win. And, and, you know, it actually kept me in my seat. I actually stuck with it, thinking, oh, there's a chance they might come back. They fell short. Matt Bryant missed a couple of field goals. We'll get into that later, but... It is what it is. Another loss. What about you, Eric? Offense was decent. I mean, um, I like I like Hill. I like what I saw from Hill. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hill was good. Do you feel like the offense looked different without Sanu? Or no? Um, I think... They can do a lot more without Sanu now, but it's going to take some time for me to get used to because having that, that security blanket there, which I see now it's turning into Hooper, so that's probably why they got rid of him. Right. All right. Yeah, Hooper's been that security blanket for a while, though. I feel like he's been that security blanket most of the season. Yeah. He's, uh, he's our new security blanket. We seem to have one every season. Last season was Matt Bryant. 
But uh, all right. Well, my good. So what Aries? No, I said yeah. That's that's that air is over. Yeah, that is over. We'll definitely talk about that. But um, my good. Well, I'll, I'll, my good's to the offense as well. But my good was that seeing what they did and the way they went, they changed it up and and tried different things and and, and made made complete you know completed downs and, and moved up the field. It reminded me of what they did in 2016 when they were doing the Shanahan when they were when Shanahan was calling plays and that kind of gave me a flash of, of 2016 and just and that shows me that they still can do it it's just you know if the defense was still able to stop anybody and you know we probably could make that run again but uh, I like that the offense still they finally changed it up and not being so predictable and we saw how how it, it can work that's how that's what they're good at doing so that was my good overall. The, the, the thing that drove me nuts, did anybody see the Sunday night game? I didn't. Kansas City, Green Bay? I, no, I didn't, I didn't get the chance to watch it. Okay, so you know Pat Mahomes is out with, right. that, with that injury he has. Right. So Andy Reid called up Matt Moore. You guys remember Matt Moore? I don't Quarterback remember. Matt Moore? No. Hadn't been in the league in three years. Matt Matt Moore right Matt Moore two weeks ago today was coaching a high school football team oh wow I thought Andy, I thought Andy Reid might have called up Mike Vick very surprised he went with Matt Moore right Matt Moore put up more points than the Falcons did right not being in the league in three years he hadn't played in the league since like 2016 or 17 he came in settled down and put up points I'm like it is um it is offensive coordinator issues. It's defensive coordinator issues or DQ. But when you have a guy like Matt Moore that hadn't played in the league in that many years, coaching a high school football team, and he can come into the game on a week's notice, week and a half notice, and put up points. I'm like, Andy Reid knows how to scheme. I'm like, we we need to scheme better. That's true. That's true too. But they probably have a pretty decent O line as well to protect him. Even so, though, Matt Shaw's been in the league for years. Starter, been in the league for years. He did a great job. They put up points. I'll give him that. But after I watched that that game, before the game started, the announcers were giggling. They were laughing. They were like, Matt Moore's going to be starting for the Chiefs tonight. (laughs) Haven't played the league in three years. You know, they were like clowning the dude. Dude ended up settling down the second half and balling out from the second half to the end of the game. And I'm just like, wow. If Andy Reid can do that with, with Matt Moore, I'm kind of like, we got some issues here that are going to take years and years to overcome. I hear you, man. <clears throat> Aries, what was your bad of this game? That is another L on the record. But I mean, you know, it's another L. So it's like, you know, and the jokes just keep coming, the right. tweets. You know, this is this guy. Every time I go into work, you just looking like y'all lost again, huh? Like, yeah. <laughs> I know that feeling, man. I know that feeling. Aries, just tell that dude, shut up, get back to the drive-through. Everything will be all right. <laughs> right, but um, 
So the, the after that, after this bye week, when y'all play, when we play the Saints, you better not show up to work. I know. Call it. That's what my coworkers told me. They're like, you should just not come to work that, that uh, Monday after uh, Thanksgiving. No, oh. we playing that in, in two weeks. That's true. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> two weeks. Yeah, that's true. We play. Yeah. But yeah, they told me that they're like, yeah, don't you shouldn't just, you shouldn't even come in. I'm like, damn that, <laughs> stay in my ground. Aries had a, a Floridian slip right there. He said, when y'all play, did you notice that? Yeah, he said, yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah, he had a slip right there. <laughs> You're not jumping the bat. You're jumping off the team, are you? No, never that. Never that. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, uh, Q, what was your bad? Uh, I guess my bad would be the defense, man. Defense was the same defense. Right. Giving up plays, giving up penalties, touchdowns. Defense didn't change. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't surprised the defense didn't change. I was surprised by the offense, not surprised by the defense. So my bad goes to the defense, man. Letting Russell Wilson just do his thing. Even though the defense, for, for the most part, had more time to prepare for than the offense did. Right. Uh, well, my bad, man. Yeah, it's definitely the defense. Uh, it's definitely. Um, well, I'll go ahead and pick out people like Tack McKinley and Vic Beasley. Uh, I mean, even though Vic almost had a sack, but he got away with a with a face grab. At this point, it's just like, dude, just why? Why are you even out there? So. uh my bad goes to those two to those two guys, and mainly for the fact that they still didn't get. We had two sacks in the game, and none of them came from either, either one of those guys. No, it came from Grady Jared and what was it? What was the other guy Brown? Yeah, a guy we don't even know his name. <laughs> <laughs> you know, instead of the guys we picked in the draft, our number one picks. So yeah, yeah. So that's that's pretty bad. All right, Q. Give me an ugly. Ugly? <laughs> That's easy enough. Matt Bryant. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. I, even, I got nothing more to add to the conversation. Matt Bryant was ugly, and I don't know if we want to dive into it now, but obviously he's no longer here. But it was ugly. Yeah. That but, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into it on the trade talk. Okay. Uh, Aries, you're ugly. Um, the fact that defense was just pitiful, I couldn't, I can't even put it to where I, I just, I just, it's, it's hard, it's, it's hard to take. It's just that defense is just so disappointing, right. and it's just ugly to me how they're performing out there on the field. Yeah, so disappointing because I mean it was all hyped up and oh, you know, we getting everybody back healthy and. It's going to be like they was two years ago when when they were a top ten defense and right. ultimate letdown. I hear you, man. <clears throat> well, my ugly man is going to go to Devonte Freeman. Out of all the times to fumble the damn ball, even though I know it was questionable, but it was at the end of the day a fumble. Right as we were trying to make that rally back. You're gonna fumble on the damn one yard line. Yeah, I mean, I thought he was down. I thought he was down. I did too. I did too. I thought he was down too. But hey, 
when you play bad and you're a bad team, the refs don't feel sorry for you. Nope. So that was my ugly. That was my ugly. I'm tired of free doing that shit too. But uh, all right, guys. All right, that was a good. I'm, I'm tired of I'm I'm tired of him not scoring. Has he scored this season? It seems like we've, he's been on a drought. Um, no, I think he scored once, once or twice. I think. Well, yeah, in, in eight games, and he's getting paid real big money. Uh, the Eagles game, he, he, he it, it was it was a pass. It was like a couple passes to him. Well, I'm glad y'all brought that up. Then you know we can we can jump to that real fast. I want to call it since we we're talking about the last time he scored or whatever. Let's talk. We will call this segment free facts. <laughs> All right, we got some facts about free, our highly paid running back. And like you were saying, Q, uh, out of the last eight games, uh, he scored once, but. He has zero rushing touchdowns in the last eight games. Zero. But you know who has eight in the last eight running? Uh, oh, boy, in San Francisco. What's his name? Um, Coleman. Coleman. He had four drop just soap, Sunday drop, alone. Drop the soap, Coleman. He had four alone. I'm say it again. I like Coleman over Freeman. I've said that year after year. I like Coleman. Absolutely. Coleman has a sense of speed, and he can get some holes. Right. Freeman wants wants to shake and bake you all the time. Coleman likes to hit the hole and go. Right. I think the only thing issue we had with Coleman while he was here was all that slipping and falling, man. But if he can stay upright, you know, as we see, he gets back with with Cal Shanahan and San Francisco and a decent offensive line. He scored four in one game. Oh, he has more he had more touchdowns in one game than you've been all year. Yeah. He's had eight overall in just this season alone, the last eight games. So that's the free facts for everybody when it was a Falcons podcast. <laughs> and that's why I was complaining about coaching. That's why I was complaining about coaching back to my Andy Reid, Matt Moore theory. Right. Well, Q. Coaching offense and defense. Well, let's get let's, okay. Let's get we we beat up the players decent amount enough. Let's talk about uh, coaching a little bit. Now, as we see, you know, it seems like the Dan has kind of lost the the locker room and and, and the whole culture of well, what's going on there. But everyone says they love him, but it doesn't translate. Something's not working. And someone brought up something about DQ's coat. Uh, culture out there at Flowery Branch. They're saying that a lot of people there's nobody left around there that will challenge him or tell him no on some on some, on some of his ideas. And the ones that would do that are gone now. Like uh, Brian Cox or Keith So Armstrong. he's got a bunch of pepper men around him. That's yes. not good. <laughs> That's when your life falls apart when you're surrounded by too many yes men. Because someone should have told him, like, you know, do you, are you sure you want to, you know, be the defensive coordinator and the head coach, man? There's a lot going on, you know. But it seems like... I would have shot him down. Personally, I would have shot him down with that. I would have said, yo, if you're a defensive coordinator this year and we have a bad season, you're getting fired at least 
if he's offensive head coach and has a defense coordinator, he can put the blame on somebody else and buy himself one more year. But now, this dude can't buy himself another year. He has got to go. And, and if he doesn't go, people right. are going to be upset. And you, and you got to think, he's he has a lot of assistant coaches underneath him. He's just making some of the calls, but the assistant coaches are the ones that are like implementing this. So they have to be yes men. I don't know what y'all think, but but no no no. In the game, he's he's calling the plays, man. He's calling the defense. No, he's calling. They show him. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's calling, but the you know the assistants are. I guess they they're more responsible to make sure that the players are knowing what you know exactly what to do. But they're looking confused out there. Is that oh somehow it's not relating? It's not. It's not. It's not translating. Translating. It's not translating. Right. Yeah, people still not knowing where to be, how to line up. I mean, it's not just rookies. But I don't know. But I mean, it's- yeah. But more than that, though, more than that, you have people playing positions where they're supposed to pass rush that can't actually pass rush or don't know how to pass rush or can't pass rush consistently. Right. That's going to hurt you. And then when you don't have a pass rush, that's going to put more pressure on the defensive secondary. And those guys, they don't know what they're doing either. They already have a hard time covering people. So, so it's it starts with the pass rush, and then it and then it bounces over to you know the secondary, and then it's just an ugly situation. The thing I can't understand more more importantly, I mean, I understand why the defense isn't having success. I mean, I get that. Right. They didn't really invest money into it, and. And, you know, the coaching isn't where it needs to be. <clears throat> and the players aren't up to the level that we thought they were, especially Big Beasley. We thought Big Beasley was more than he was. And, you know, he's showing that he's not. The thing I can't understand is games like not this past game, but the week before, when, what did we score, 10 points? I don't understand how you can have, at the time, Sanu, Ridley, Julio, Freeman, Matt Ryan, and not be able to put up points. I, I, I think that goes back to my personal opinion, man, what's happening with the culture out there. I just think that there's so much going on, so many miscommunications and things like that, that these guys are, you know, they're confused. And they're not 100% confident in what, what they're, you know, what they're doing. Because you can't tell me they, all these guys, a lot of the guys who went to the Super Bowl, and made it that far or regress back to they're not really sure what's going on and what's going to work and just doing you know the same old predictable stuff and then you got Cutter dusting off the old ass playbook that's old as hell it's not making it even better I think they liked it when Kyle Shanahan was here I think they liked the creativity and I think they gave him a little more excitement to it and I think bringing back Cutter really is not a good but a good Move. That's just me. No, no. I mean, I agree. So what areas? They they just thought it, it would be different with 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 dirt back there and having the same kind of style of offense. Right. As you know, what I'm saying Shanahan, but it's just not working. It's just not. I mean, I'm like I said, unless he's trying to kind of. Get Quinn out of there so he can take over. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. 
I honestly don't think that they, uh, Arthur Blank's going to let in those guys stick around. I think everything's going to change when he cleans no, house at the end of the season. If he, yeah, if he does at the end of the season, then yeah, everybody's gone. But if they do, if they fire him midseason, then Dirk, then Dirk's is going to take over. Well, I think. Um, speaking of Arthur, you know he he finally addressed the press after the game, and it seems like he said he was really disappointed in where they are, and no one expected it. And, and he's still, I think he's still trying to give it a few more games to evaluate what they're going to do. Um, because I don't think you know, he, I don't think Quinn is definitely going anywhere over the bye. I honestly think he's going to give Quinn at least, at the very least, uh, a chance to play New Orleans before he does anything. But honestly, I don't think he's going to do anything. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's trying to get, he's trying to get, yeah, he's trying to get a couple of divisional games, and that will make him break him. But unfortunately, I think. Green, uh, I think Carolina's capable of beating this twice. I think the Saints capable of beating this twice, and I think I think we can have some success with uh, Tampa Bay. But, but who knows? I mean, Jameis Winston is like <clears throat> hit or miss. You know, there's been a couple of weeks when he put up some right. big numbers, 56 points in one game. Right. And even last week, Tampa Bay lost. But you know, uh, that receiver Evans had 200 yards receiving. Yeah. I'm kind of like, well, how much? How many yards would he? We seen what he had if he were playing the Falcons. He probably would have went for 400. Man, if Tampa beats us, <laughs> if they beat if they beat us once, it's he should be gone. If they beat us twice, he shouldn't come back to Flowery Branch after that. If we get swept by Tampa Bay, it's a wrap. Period for him. Like right, he he won't even be be allowed to go back to the locker room. Get off the field right now. Right. All right, fellas, just gotta keep it moving along. All right, today was uh, the last of the trade day for the NFL at four o'clock today, and the Falcons made. We thought they were going to make some, a lot of different moves, but apparently, unless y'all have anything different. I think they made just one move. Uh, but I, I agree with that, though. You don't want to make too many moves. You, you don't make don't want to make too many moves if a new person might be coming in because he might want to work with what he has and see see ways to work differently with him with what he has. So, you know, if they start just getting rid of people left and right, I would have been worried because then that means next season is going to be even more awful than this season was. So I was happy they didn't make too many moves. The only thing that disappointed me was like you got rid of Matt Bryant, who didn't have that much success this year, nine of fourteen on the season. And I know he didn't even play all the games, but you replace him with a guy that hadn't been in the league kicking field goals in three years. So I'm kind of like, let's see how that works out. Right, right. Uh, Aries, what you you were saying something about the trade? I mean, if you look at it at a whole, they got, they got, they made two big, you know, like not big moves, but I mean, they moved some new and they let Matt, it was Matt Ryan go. So, right. I was tripping on, um, was it Khalid getting, getting, you know, you know, to sit to the Dolphins? Oh, um, uh, uh, oh, okay. They traded him. I didn't get it. We traded him to the Dolphins from the yeah. Okay. Traded. 
to the Dolphins from the Rams. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I didn't. I, I heard. I heard that about that, but I didn't know what was going on. So, oh, okay. Wow. Why did they do that? Uh, to make cap room because they got Jalen Ramsey. Uh, makes sense. Makes sense. And see, that's what so they're getting ready to sign it to a long term. That's kind of thought that the Falcons were going to do with, well, the names thrown out were Hooper, Trufant, and of course, Vic Beasley. Vic Beasley, uh, we know nobody wanted him. Trufant, I still don't understand. I guess they, they're not ready to, to eat that. And Hooper, I'm glad they didn't trade Hooper. I was getting a little nervous no. that we were going to trade Hooper. No, they weren't going to get rid of Hooper. Hooper Hooper's, Hooper's a gem. He's, he's, he's a but that's the reason I thought they were. But but it, but is he really though? I mean, no, he is in the league in the league where you don't really use tight ends all that much. Couldn't oh. you feel in? Couldn't you get get something for Hooper and, and put yes. somebody else in that spot? I'm gonna tell you right now. The the New England Patriots asked about Hooper as yeah. well as Muhammad Sanu. They wanted Hooper too. I heard that. And yeah. I understand that for them, but for most teams in the league. I mean, I mean, look at it. Look at Kansas City. Who you got? You got Kelsey, and then you look at the Eagles. Kelsey's on my face. But but that's Andy Reid's offense, though. Andy Reid's always run with the with the with the good tight end. Even back when he was in Philly, he had that tight end. I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now. I think his brother plays in the league as well. But but anyone listening to the show know. But but um, Zachary, everybody uses tight end. I don't know where, where even everybody uses it, their tight ends quite well. Tight ends are, are the I feel like I feel like the tight end is like your last resort check down. If you're not going to check it down to the running back, you're going to get to the tight end. You know, back when Michael Vick was here, that was that was the one knock against Michael Vick. He threw to the tight end too much. Back then, the tight end was Algie Crumpler, who had great hands, but everybody was like, you know, he had Roddy White and he had... Um, the, key, the guy we got from Denver, I can't remember his name, but he stretched the field pretty well for us too. Yeah, Marvin Jenkins or something. Well, and had, uh, Michael Jenkins. Michael Jenkins. Yeah, yeah, Michael Jenkins, and then he had Oh Ashley Lalee from that they picked up from um, from Denver, and they were able to stretch the field. But the leading receiver was always Algie Crumpler. So Lottie White was there too. But you use tight ends to block, pass, pass catch, or whatever. Tight ends are a key part of that offense. If you don't have a good tight end, you don't have a good offense. Right. I agree. That's, I just believe. I, I believe here in our situation with Ridley, with Julio, and with um, Freeman being out there to catch passes as well. I thought we could get rid of our tight end. I'm trying to no, pick something up. If they're playing cover three, then automatically you got Julio and he, he really the bat. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? going to be covered. Right. Instantly. So so who else is going to be open? Which is going to be the tight end. Especially not deep, but you know to the mid-level range over the middle. Because they're playing cover three. So which a lot of defenses do now. No, I agree, but I feel I felt like if there was anything we could get rid of on this team, we could we could lose Austin Hooper and still be okay. I'd rather lose Hooper than Sanu, to tell you the truth. Hell no. <laughs> Sanu was going to be gone anyway. 
Yeah, he was going to be going last year, yeah. Maybe, but, I mean, we got a backup. The tight end that came in the game last week, and he caught a couple of passes, too. He was, he was the bridge. He was to their, especially after they they, 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 they drafted Calvin Ridley. He was the bridge. He, they wanted to get Ridley acclimated to become the number two. And as soon as, as soon as he did that and making them catches, Sanu was gone. And we were going to have to pay Sanu pretty soon uh, the following season, right? I heard he was getting ready to... He was up for a contract renew. Right. Oh, yeah, Sanu, Sanu, was up, Sanu was up to get paid, yeah. So so why not get rid of him? And, and on top of that, get a second-round pick. Yeah, we can't... Yeah. That's... I agree. I'm just saying, getting getting through this season, I really, I'd rather have Sanu here than Austin Hooper. Nah. You try <laughs> I mean, he's caught a lot of passes. He's done a lot of things, but I'm just saying, you know, if you got a quarterback that can get the ball to Julio or Ridley or some of these other guys, you can you can put anybody in that tight end spot and they can catch passes. Well, Q, we know you're Negro Damas on this show. <laughs> you may be a day we said. It may be a day when I said, right. told you about Austin Hooper. You put anybody in that spot, they'll catch passes. Right now, I'm, I'm agreeing with Aries. I'd rather give up Sanu than, than Hooper. I wouldn't have said that a season ago, but this season I would. Okay, this is why I say this. Is Greg Knapp back in Atlanta? Who? Greg Knapp. The offensive coordinator when Michael Vick was here. Is he back now? Oh. I, no. I, I think of so. Course, the answer is yes. He's the quarterback yes. coach. Yes. Okay. Michael Vick had his most success when Algie Crumpler was his leading receiver, who was a tight end. So it's obvious that Greg Knapp goes to tight ends. I think we can put anybody in that tight end spot. I'd rather have Sanu. I don't know if Greg Knapp will be here next season, but to get through the rest of this season, I'd rather see what Sanu could do over Austin Hooper. You would have Levine. You know, you would rather have Levine. Toy Lolo? Huh? You said any tight end, right? So, so would you rather have him? Tololo over. Nah, you make a good point on that. I'll give you that one. <laughs> but I am Negro Dumbass on this show, so let's see how this plays out. All right. <laughs> you listen to the What's Up Falcons podcast. All right, guys. I heard something today that I, I wanted it to see what you guys thought about it. And it has, this is probably my last thing ever talking about Vic Beasley. But a guy wrote an article, Jeff. I hope so. Her, uh, Jeff Schultz of the of the athlete of the of the athletic, he made a good point about why they kept Beasley around and why he's still here. And I didn't even think Let's about it. it. I haven't heard this because last week Let's I said this one. Yeah, last week I thought it was that you know that was Quinn's boy, first pick. He really wanted to make it you know work with that since it's his first pick. But come to find out that. Um, it was more of a negotiation thing because they were concerned cutting Beasley, they would lose and upset their biggest representation firm. Because Beasley has the same representation as um, Julio and Grady Jarrett, and both of them were up for offensive of all season negotiations. So I heard that they kind of used that pressure, like, "Well, you need to do something with that guy, Vic." And we'll, I don't know how much I buy that though, because Julio's been up for a Julio's been asking for a new contract for over a year now, and he you know he didn't get it right away. 
But he, they really, really thought that way. I think Julio would have got that contract last season. Well, no, because remember Arthur was saying that he's ready for them. He, he he was up for doing that, but he wanted them to be serious, and they were throwing out crazy numbers. That's why it took so long for them to sign Julio. And, and they had to, and took see how long it took with, with, with Grady Jarrett, too. And I'm sure they knew how great the, both those players were, but then the great find was that Thomas really likes to have a relationship because he also represents Matt Ryan, Deion Jones, and when Tony Gonzalez was here. So I think that was a big thing. They wanted to keep that relationship. That's what I heard. Thomas really liked that relationship and wanted to keep it. So that's why they negotiated with. That's a lot of politics. That's 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 a lot of politics. I know, but think about it though. I mean, yeah, it, I mean, it might have, it might have been. But I mean, I guess I don't know too much of the politics. So I'm staying out of that. I don't know too much about about those those kind of politics. Right, but it, it makes sense. I was I was sending y'all the article, man. I I never even thought about it from that point of view until I read that article. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> no, I hear you and I get you, but with a with a coach going into. Potentially his final season, if he doesn't succeed, I would think that he would say, you know, talk to the powers that be and be like, you know, these are the moves we need to make. And, and I don't know. I don't know if Dan Quinn would sign off of that. I hope Dan Quinn well, wouldn't sign he, off on that if he had any word in, in the conversation. Well, I, he's the last. He's, he's the bottom end on the totem pole for that because it's Arthur Thomas and then Dan. But even though they were co, that's upper level right there. Yeah, and I think. Um, and that's why Dan also said that. Well, he stuck his neck out and said, "You know, I'll, well, I'll take more of a hands-on approach with him to correct him." And Vic, you know, Vic took offense to that or felt embarrassed by that. And thought he could do it himself, and now he's put Dan and Thomas Jobs at a jeopardy. I don't. The other. Well, we know he put Dan's job at jeopardy. I just hope that he put Thomas's job at jeopardy. <laughs> Leave, I, yeah, I think and I think that's what Arthur's going to do. I think he's going to get rid of both both of those guys. He didn't want to. I don't know about that. I kind of that right. stuff. So I'm out of it. I'm not mentioning my opinion on that shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I respect that man. And you're listening to the What's Up Falcons podcast. All right, man. Let's. Uh, you know, we. You know, Matt Bryant was good to us. While he was here and while he was on, man, so I think we should just have a little, little uh, tribute to Matt Bryant real fast to appreciate the good times he was here. Don't y'all think? Pour out a little liquor. Pour out a little liquor. Okay, move on. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! I'm not done. We got to talk about his stacks, man, because he did make history while he was here, man. He had over 807 career points. He's the all-time franchise leader for the Falcons. At 807 career points. That's pretty impressive. And he was uh, selected to the Pro Bowl. How many kickers get selected for the Pro Bowl? The thing I don't understand, though, is did he surpass Morton Anderson? Because I thought Morton Anderson was like all all time franchise leader. 807. I don't know how he did that. He wasn't here here that long. From 2009 to 2016. Wow. 2009, okay. he had uh, all t- he had 31 points. 2010, 128. 
Wow. Well, that's the problem right there. We rely too much on a kicker to score points for us. Well, he did his thing. I mean, that's the Raider. You know what I'm saying? Janikowski is the all-time leader in, right. in, in point leaders because he's been there so long. He kicked so many clubs. I mean, you got to sell those extra points. You know, you, you think about it. He's scoring every time, every every game. There's not very many players that, that, that score every game. Right. So with that being said, I guess this season, with him not scoring, that's enough reason to get rid of him? Well, right, I much. think Well, I think it's, a, it's you know, he... Since he's he's missed five out of the last fourteen field goals attempts this season so far, and including an extra point, yeah, and a game winning was yeah, it a game winning or game tying extra point? I can't even remember. You know, they brought him in because he was so on point. So right, right. and now they can't trust him, man. Especially after this last Sunday's game, man. He missed two back to back when those points could have helped us win that game this time. And he's Even if he made those, we're still down by one. Final score is still 27-26. Well, I mean, it might have changed momentum, though, too. I mean, it might have changed, but at the end of the day, if you just put the points on the board and give them the points, we still lose that game. The only one that really bothers me is the the game where he missed the extra point. Was that the Arizona Cardinals? Yeah, it was the Arizona yeah. Cardinals where he missed that extra point where I guess we would have gone to overtime, right? I believe so. We would have so. gone to overtime. Right. But who knows what would have happened in overtime? I personally would have let Matt finish out the season. Right. Now you're bringing in a guy who hasn't kicked in the league since 2016, and now you're saying go kick for us and win games. So that's and, was so, Young Hoku. Yeah, yeah, he kicked, he had kicked in the league since 2016. Not even know what his stats were in 2016. I'd be tempted to look him up and see, but he's out of the league for a reason. He's been out of the league for a reason. Now, so, wh- what kind of name? Know, is maybe, that? maybe we would. Uh, he's a he's a Japanese man. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But maybe we would have been better off keeping the what was the name the little guy that was here for a super cop. No, coffee? not the Vecchio. No, Vecchio was doing the pooch. That's why we got rid of wow. his ass. <laughs> and then you got rid of for, for Matt Bryant, right? Who didn't do much, and now you're getting rid of Matt Bryant for a guy that was kicked over. the field goal since 2016. So I would do it all over again. <laughs> I would do it all over again. I mean, I would. I mean, I would, too, with the history that Matt has in Atlanta. Right. I would definitely do it, too. You know, you're trying to sell tickets. So, obviously, number one, that's a move when you're losing games to get people to put butts in seats so the stadium doesn't look crazy like it did last weekend. Right. But I don't know, man. Well, we here at the What's Up Offense podcast, we appreciate you, Matt, and everything you did. And hopefully we can have you on the show, man. So stop avoiding us, man. We want to talk to you. Man, I appreciate Matt too, man. He he did his best. He worked hard. He's a he's an older man trying to play a younger man's game at this point this year. And he did it well until this year. And he did it well until this year. Yeah. They got rid of him too soon. He should have he should have come back and lost his job this year instead of being cut last year or at the end of the season or whatever it was. And then trying and then trying to come in here and regain his job. But you know, who knows? That that could add a factor too. I mean, he was gone. He moved to Alabama, moved to the beach, Gulf Shores, Alabama, with his family. One word about kicking, one practicing. Thought he was retired. Well, so who knows? Maybe right. if the Falcons didn't do that to him, maybe he would have been in more of a rhythm. You know what? Came out there and made more field goals. You sound like my wife. That's exactly what she said. 
I mean, it's the truth. I mean, kicking is a, is, a, is like a is like golf. It's a rhythm sport, and obviously he was out of his rhythm because he thought he was done. And that he makes, was surprised to get that phone call, just and, like we were all surprised he got that phone call. And seeing that goes to show how this the what's going on with the organization, how things are just going off the off the. Can we we can't even trust the organization? Oh, 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 oh. They they're, they're grabbing at straws right now. They're grabbing at straws right now. Yeah, they wasted money, man. They could have got him cheaper. They kept him. And they're just they're evaluating wrong and making you know bad judgments, uh, you know, stress judgments, and not prepared. And it's it's starting to show. So that's why no, I agree. Yep, I agree. I'm I'm sorry, Matt Bryan is gone, but I hope he made a little extra money in his pocket to help oh, his did. retirement out while he was. Oh yeah, they're gonna give him his twelve million. He's good. What, 12 are you serious I mean, 12 12, I'm sorry it was uh, I think it was 3 total and they owe him 2 it, it was like or something like that yeah gotta yeah, confuse well, gotta confuse it easily for a minute that money right there will you know will help him out so good luck for him along the way I think his career as a kicker in the NFL is over but good luck with him along the way go home be a father to your kids and spend time at home been traveling all your life right so good luck to him and you're listening to the what's up falcons podcast all right fellas um i don't, i'm not sure we have any injuries to report outside of matt's ankle but he's doing a lot better he's like you see him out there coaching on the sidelines alongside uh q i saw him he looked extra 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 out there he was he was into it man like you tell him matt Tell him how to do it. He wants to get back out there real bad. But all right, fellas. So we're going into the bye week. And um, so I think next week I invited Toby and JR to come on. And we can chop it up with them and see what they think is going to happen. And what's going to happen. What are their predictions as far as where we go from here. So that should be an interesting show. Hopefully you guys can make it for that. And um, do we need to go around the league? We can go around the league real quick. I mean, Patriots still undefeated. Say the defense is so good, it might be a record-setting defense. That's very surprising because usually the Patriots' offense is the record-setting thing out there. Great. Um, Pat Mahomes still out. She'll be back in a few weeks. We'll see. Drew Brees came back early. Why I don't know with the bye coming up, I think they could have just let Teddy Bridgewater play this one last week and then um, we'll have one then, more uh, Mr. J.J. Watt is done again for the season done again for the season too yep I think it's a wrap on his career man this is like what the second third time this has happened to him how old is he I had a phone call I missed that uh, we we're going around a league and uh, I brought up J.J. Watt being out for the season again I think he's young enough. He might be able to still come back and pull it together, though. He's still not. He's still no, a pretty no. young dude. No, wow, wow. no, watch, watch. It's getting close to the end for him. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's been in it for a while. I don't know his age. I can pull it up. I mean, he's got to be around there with Julio and Matt. I mean, if you sing, it's over for him. If we have to rebuild in Atlanta, it's over for Matt and Julio. Mr. JJ Watts. Go ahead. Talking about JJ Watt has been injured every year for the last three years. We're not talking about Julio, right? And he's 
about why. Julio's been injured every every year except for he finally gave us one clean year. But he hasn't been out of the injured for a year that he's not playing. Yeah, that's true too. But I don't you, know, man. I, I just you, worry about Julio, Julio, and now I'm starting to worry about Matt taking all these hits, man. I think um, if we have to go through a whole new scheme and bring in a whole new personnel from top to bottom, I'm just worried that these guys they're going to age out while all this is happening and then we're really truly just starting over I mean then both not spring chickens anymore hey Q uh, JJ Watt's 30 years old well, he's still young well, he's still fairly young well he's the same age as Grunk that's, that's still Grunk can still be playing Grunk went away because Grunk just decided to go away oh he walked away because of injury Injury, my friend. But he kept bouncing back from the injuries and coming back and having good seasons. He won a super. He won a Super Bowl last season, didn't he? I'm tired of getting hurt. You got to think these are people too. They want to live their lives injured and not have to worry about about being in pain. Oh oh, no, no, no! I get it. I understand why Calvin Johnson walked away at a young age. I get it. Was tired of losing. That's a different story. (laughs) He was tired of losing. The the uh, the, uh, same thing with with, with, Ben. Barry Sanders, you got tired of losing. When when you when you when you play to win and, and your team is not helping you out and you keep losing, it, it's a, it's a strain. It's a strain on you. So when, yeah, when, but, but, you but you guys do it, man. What's the the, the receiver out there in Arizona, Fitzgerald? Look at that guy, man. He's not a spring chicken, and he knows he's not going to win any games this year. But he's still coming out there and balling out, man. I think it's hard. Look, uh, exactly. It's what it is. But Calvin Johnson, he got tired of losing. He gave up. He got tired of losing. He said it just wasn't fun anymore. Like I said, same with Barry Sanders. The the day he said it wasn't fun anymore. If Calvin Johnson. If if Jared Roethlisberger coming back next year? Big Ben coming back next year or is he done? Officially going to hang it up this season. Who knows? with, with Big Ben's ego, I I think he'll come back for another year. Mm. See, I, 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 I so the winning is what brings Tom Brady back, is what you're saying. If you're saying that, I agree with it. But is the winning is what brings Tom Brady back? That forty plus years old. I think Tom's a different beast, man. And I don't think it's. I mean, it's, it is all win, about winning for him. But I think the competitiveness. <laughs> He's uber competitive. He's the the same competitive nature as Tiger Woods and Michael Jordan. Mm. And if you read, I give you that, and you, I give you that, and Kobe. Yeah, and Kobe. Yeah, exactly, Kobe. And if you read uh, Tiger Woods, uh, his book or the book about him, man, it goes all into that, man. That's a whole nother mentality of a, of a person, especially uh, you know an athlete. I'm, I'm telling you, man. It, it takes it takes a lot out of you when you go out there and you put everything into every season, and you get and you just don't. I'm saying, make it to where you think that that you, you should be. It takes a lot out of you year after year. Yep. How many playoff games has, has has Calvin Johnson played in? That's a good question. I don't, I don't even know the question. Answer that question. I'd be tempted to say none because I can't even think about it. Tell you exactly. In his career, they never made the playoffs. But at the same time, though, I mean, well, you know, what kind of contract would he be sitting on right now if he was still playing? If he was still playing, he wouldn't even be in Detroit. Probably not. Yeah. 
Alright fellas, and that was around the league and you're listening to the What's Up Falcons podcast. Don't forget to hit us up with your tweets or your messages at our text line at 404-919-8683. And fellas, I guess we're going to start wrapping this up. And, yeah, uh, let's wrap it up. But before we do, I love for some of these um, uh, Cowboys fans to call in. I want to hear what the Cowboys think of, you know, what they're talking about. Maybe a Cowboys fan to call in. Yeah, I want to hear some Cowboys fans calling. Aries, make okay, that happen. So, okay, yeah. so we can we do that next week. I, I'll, I'll, I'll but none of these Saints fans, though, they wanted too many games to call in right now with their cocky asses. Yeah, I'm, I'm just waiting for Homeboy to call in to interrupt one of the calls because I know he will. All right. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the, the, there's a YouTuber who's a Cowboys fan, and, and he's a realist. There's times where he doesn't like what the Cowboys are doing, and sometimes he's, he's with them. So. That's the, that, that, I mean that's pretty wild that I mess him. He's not a a homer as you would say. Just you know the Cowboys can never be wrong right. type guy. So yeah, man, we love yeah have, have him. Uh, we love to hear his take. Most definitely, All right. absolutely. All right, well if that is it, fellas, um, I want to thank everybody for checking us out. You can also check us out on Twitter. You can hit us up or listen to our podcast on SoundCloud iTunes and exclusively on Armchair All-American and uh, I think that's about it fellas so outside of that happy Halloween and uh, I'll talk to you guys next week alrighty talk to you next week man alright I appreciate it guys alright see you fellas later check out the What's Up Falcons podcast exclusively at armchairallamericans.com Subscribe to the What's Up Falcons podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Listen to the What's Up Falcons podcast at whatsupfalcons.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.